the king of the West. King of the West. The 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 king of the West. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Awesome World with me. Yay. Um. I have I have stuff I have things to talk about I don't know about intros and all that stuff it's um it's a little bit hectic I'm a little bit tired <laughs> doing some uh you know we're hanging out late building studio stuff so and then there was maybe a couple of times there where I was getting up early for kid soccer and stuff and so I think I am a little burnt out maybe pressure and all that kind of stuff but. St- but uh, make no mistake, the adrenaline, the fear of uh, failure is is still rumbling in my tummy. So I can tell that I'm a little bit tired. Might have been, I boxed yesterday really hard too. So and I haven't been doing that as, as often as I would like to because kind of got a little tired there, kind of got a little stressed and kind of didn't eat. So I kind of didn't work out for about a, a week. Maybe about five, four days, some. Um, so I'm trying to trying to get everything all together, and and uh, a lot of people like now it's weird. It's like all of a sudden a lot more people are asking me, um, "Hey, do you want to be on our network or our thing?" So now it kind of it, it's a little bit more confusing because. At one point, it was just there was like two things to that made sense, and now there's like five things that made sense. Um, so it is a little bit more confusing, and I haven't signed anything yet. But really, I've just sort of focused on making the studio good. Um, this will probably be we almost had um, the video as well last night, but there's you know we. I'm, we're organizing this show. The studio obviously looks very professional. It looks like it is finally for, uh, you know, the last 16, 17 years of trying to do radio and envisioning me having my own show and my own studio, like say Howard Stern. Um, this is, it's, it's really just depends on people downloading the show when it comes out. And I feel good about it. I feel like this show made it, up in the top 20, I think it was in top five in comedy, like Awesome World's bit, this is the third episode, so in two days or something, the first one got up there, and that's just, that's just me in a room by myself in a half-finished studio, not really, that's not the Jason Ellison, not really, you know, I'm not, this is just, um, you know, people keep saying, don't, don't just disappear, so... Here I am for the people that uh, give a shit. And it's already doing really well. So I think with the video aspect and and editing and, and the whole team here, uh, you know, that's going to be worth something. And, and maybe we get right up there and everything's, you know, better than ever. But the, but the studio, I have a giant TV in the other side of the room where if we have a guest and they're on Zoom the giant screen will be their face talking to us. And then if you watch the video or the audio, it's going to be crystal clear because they get the actual audio from their computer instead of through the internet. So don't ask me how that works, but they do things differently. It's a weird, it's, it's not that weird. It's just, you know, podcasting is so much further ahead when it comes to video than Sirius XM that, you know, that it's a, it's a weird, it kind of shows you, you know, cause it, I think sometimes, you know, I take responsibility for not being bigger. You know, why, why did they sign Howard Stern and give him all the money and not give me a little bit? Why, why not promote an in-house thing? Like put it on its own channel. Why keep pushing me into this other shit? Maybe cause nobody cares, you know? But we'll see. We'll see with this podcast world because the way they package things is a way that I've always thought was a good idea. You know, I, I've watched 
I watch Brennan Sharp. I watch all these people. I I'm, I also have an Instagram. I see everybody. It's a good look. They do a lot of good stuff. We don't do that. What would it be like if we did that? We're going to fucking find out. Um, so, yeah, I, the studio should be done today it, for the record of podcasting. Jim, I'm doing a podcast. Fucking always got to make an appearance, don't you? Dickhead. Yes. No, Tuesday. It's Tuesday, and I think we get the video fixed, and then uh, the boys can come in, and we'll do a, 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 a dry run. A demo today is what the plan is. And then tomorrow, we will record the first ever Jason Ellis show for the podcast world. And I think we plan on doing three because it's, if I do this thing with these people, it's the same thing that everyone offers the same thing, you know? It's just a matter of who packages it, you know, when it comes to podcasting anyway. With the internet radio thing, I really like, um, I don't know if it's, I don't really care. I, I think it's okay. Like Derek and Romaine, the, I've been talking to those people and they are fucking amazing. They're probably the nicest people I've met in radio. I'm not, I'm a pretty good judge of character and they just seem a lot more sincere than pretty much everybody else in, in, uh, entertainment. <laughs> it's such a, it's such a. This is such a bullshit scam. I got offered like some weird management podcast deal yesterday where it was like, we're a podcast company, but we also literally said, hold your hand. You might not want it, but if you do, we'll hold, we'll hold your hand when you need us. And I was like, man, old me would love, I love that. I love getting my hand held. Like when someone promises to, because you're talking to a guy that, uh, you know, I can't, I couldn't really read and write. So you come to America by yourself. You can't, you can't write. You can't take money. This is back in the day when you, you know, you go in the bank and you write your name and shit, and you write down how much money you want out of the bank. I can't spell fucking hundred. Can't definitely can't spell a thousand. So I would go in there with the fucking wrist guard on and lie, say I can't write. That's where I'm coming from. Sorry, I get mad thirsty all of a sudden. Uh, um, I was doing some kratoms. So what is that? Uh, botanic tonics. Do one of those, and then a fake beer. Because I started drinking fake beer the other day. I just put a six pack. It's lasted me like four days. It's like you can't really do a six pack of fake beer. You do two fake beers and then you kind of you go well that was cool and you move on which man when you do that you know two beer two beer buzz guy and then he moves on with his day and he gets a lot more done not lying you know from my blood my background two beer buzz means fucking let let's go let's go because that's what's really good when you can really get blacked out but that is not the case anymore because I like uh, I like the day. I like um, even today. I like the pre the pressure. Well, come on, let's do it. Come on, who wants to fight? I'll fight. Let's go. I'm not worried about it. But it does work, and I feel like it kind of helps. You know, it's you know you want to kind of loosen up after a hard day. But I just don't want to pay some hefty price in the morning. And as far as I can tell, this shit doesn't make you feel bad. I, I guess maybe if you abused it, but I, just one of them is all I do. And it's pretty casual. It's weird how these days there's just all these other things out there. It seems like there's this you know, old school buzz is just, you know, drinking whiskey and shit. And it just seems like they're, that's cool, but there's other things out there that are, um, as good or maybe not as good i guess in the end it's a different kind of thing to just drink until you're really drunk i guess uh i kind of miss that i think um but there's just other ways to do things where you wake up better in the morning and, and you know that's the the thing that it took a long time for me to add up and understand is uh how how much of a price was there paid the next day 
because you're so hazy, you might not even realize. And if you get used to it, you might not realize that your whole life's been a haze. Um, so I know that uh, I have Canadians listening now and I have Australians listening now. Shout out to the Burnout King, of course. Uh, shout out to my brother, Lee. Apparently, <laughs> apparently Lee caught the show. So for the first time ever, I am I'm global. So global on Awesome World with Jason Ellis, this little baby podcast. So this is kind of exciting, you know, that maybe everybody likes it and everybody downloads it and everybody knows what we're talking about over here instead of living in the Sirius XM bubble, which is crazy because I just didn't see it that way until like a week ago. I just didn't see it as a bubble. I was like, yeah, everyone, Sirius XM, duh. Who doesn't have that? Because <laughs> I just didn't, I don't know, didn't pay attention. It's not my business. You know, it's a different, and when you're, and when you're business partners, because at one point I felt like I was a partner, never really see you. That's it. They never really see you. You know, there's, there's like a disconnect where the higher ups are not really taking you serious. It's just you guys listened so much that they kind of had to. Uh, I love Tupper Chico. Yeah, I feel like, you know, at one point for the big move to the talk channel, I don't know if I told this story or not, but I think I probably have maybe several times, punchy bastard. But, uh, you know, I was at a restaurant and I had back when I had a manager and all that stuff and they were texting me about um, moving the channel and leaving music and going to a talk channel and offering me more money. And I was like, I really don't want to do commercials and I really, you know, I don't want to be on a channel with people that I don't like. It just doesn't seem worth it to me. So I'm just going to pass. <laughs> so I told my manager that I was just going to pass on that and I was just sitting with my wife uh, eating breakfast at, uh, this is when you could go inside a restaurant and eat inside there and, and not, you know, not worry about dying. Um, what the fuck? Can't get the buttons to stay on. That is weird. Isn't it weird how you just, if you fuck with things long enough, you figure them out. So yeah, thanks to that shit, that was that amount of effort for that button was not really that worth it. Um, I don't know what I was talking about anymore, and because I'm by myself, nobody can refresh my memory. Yay! Hey everybody, wear a helmet. Uh. Anyway, I don't I don't know what it was, um, but I know I was talking to Canadians and Australians and all those guys, and I know that they can hear me. And I know we are, of course, in this pandemic where we can't go, oh, yeah, the restaurant. Yes, thank you. Yes, Jason, you, you don't need anything. You don't need anybody. You're great. <laughs> so I'm in the restaurant and the phone rings and it's the boss of bosses, you know, it's big boss, Scott. Um, nice guy. Always been nice to me. Um, and he is not ha he is not happy. He's angry. I don't think I've ever... Bumped, I never bumped into him angry, you know, this kind of guy that, you know, when I first started working at Sirius, I was just under the impression that, um, you know, I, the more I the more I listened to other people and the more I met other radio people, I was like, wow, I might be the greatest radio fucking person that ever lived, I swear, I swear. It's just a little bubble and you're in your little world and I, the other people that I heard, I was like, yeah, I don't even know if there's a business in this. If this is a business and you can be better or worse, then fuck, I think I've, I think I found my calling, you know, because I've been good at skateboarding. And I was like, man, I got to be like one of the worst athletes out here. But I just, you know, finagled in there. I'll post some, somebody sent me Mega Ram footage yesterday. I'll, I'll show you how good I am versus how good Danny is. It's pretty good. Let us know that again. It's just all right. It's pretty good. If fucking every all the greatest didn't exist. Man, so um, you know when I saw Scott in New York, I was always sort of like, hey man, like um, you know, 
person to person. I'm not intimidated. What are you going to do? Fire me? Go on then. Why? Because I'm not kissing your ass. Seem You just seem like a good dude to me from the start. And I noticed that everybody else was terrified of him. And I thought, you're terrified of him because you're not doing your job as much. And that's why you're worried. Like, I'm not worried because check my shit. As a matter of fact, I, I mean, I knew he was, I would prefer if he had checked it more. I feel like a lot of other people that work there would prefer that they were never checked. And that's kind of the thing with corporate with a lot of people. But he, um, yeah, so we, him and I were kind of bros in a weird way. And so he, when he called and he was angry, all of a sudden I was like, oh, wow, this is, yeah, I was intimidated. I was intimidated. I'm like, holy shit, Big Boss is fucking angry. And it really kind of came, uh, one, that I was thinking I didn't want it that deal. And then he, you know, sort of like, what are you thinking? You're crazy. And he was, you know, a bit feisty with me. And I was like, look, man, you know, don't act like it, like you give a shit. You know what I mean? If, if it wasn't for all the fans, you, you wouldn't even call me. And that's when he really flipped out on me. And I didn't. I didn't know that I was being offensive at the time. I wasn't trying to be rude. I was just sort of, I, I believe it more now than ever that everybody that downloads the podcast, everybody that when you tell everybody else that, hey, Jason's got a podcast, you know, if you go on iTunes and you write a review and you give it a five star, it helps immensely. I don't know anything, anything about that, but now I do. And I know that the Jason Ellis show was on a music channel where there was no promotion. For 10 years, there wasn't any. No one did an ad in-house. They never did an out-of-house. Out-of-house? Out-of-house commercial. You ever see SiriusXM promote the Jason Ellis show? Never. I mean, I got got my picture in in SiriusXM New York. I was a billboard in New York City, but that was from Fuel TV. Now, all these people that listen, because I know they knew. All the phone calls that you guys made, I know that they knew there was a a big response. That's why we got that deal. That's why we got all that. But yeah, he was very angry because of my statement about how you guys made me, not him. And I feel like that's like an insecurity, reflex action thing to respond like that. Because there's some truth in it that the people that do listen, if you all subscribe and whatever, all that, then yeah, I'm on top. So for us, I really, I was going to say for me, but I think for Kevin and Tully too, you know, we, we put in a lot of work. We took a lot of stuff where, you know, I think we all, I definitely reacted worse, but there was several times where I think we're all just like, why are they... Why do they have to make it so difficult for us? But I also saw after, you know, 15 years of this that we were broken. It was like, you can't get angry about it because it'll break you. So it was just like, yeah, yeah, they don't want to do that. Or, yeah, they didn't, they stopped doing that. Or, man, they they forgot about this. And, and you just, you go, yeah, that's the way it is. You do something good and they and they kind of, they do more, it just seemed backwards a lot of times. So we don't have to deal with that anymore. And now I, you know, it, I don't have, it's the biggest answer to, for both, for all of us is if everybody does download it, if it's the number one podcast, when it comes out, that's it. That's the end of their argument. And I think that the, the end of their argument is there. It's, it's over. Uh, I know I'm talking about Australia and Canada, but I uh, don't usually talk about my father that much, especially now that I know that potentially my brother's listening. <sighs> but I won't say anything bad. I actually kind of have a good story where I felt like, yeah, so Lee, if you are listening, you can keep listening. It's not going to be bad. Uh, you know, Lee knows because he's a, a motocross guy at the highest level. And he was at the highest level, in my opinion, because his father, my father, was somebody that um, accidentally taught us a valuable lesson. I remember racing him through windy, windy tracks 
in Australia. And I, I think my brother and I both kind of knew. I, I was, I learned that if you, the, the, if you break really late when you're coming into a turn, you go real fast, right? And then you come to a turn, you see it coming. Obviously, you know, is it humanly possible to just go flat out through it? Probably not. So you got to break, right? Everybody agrees. Got to break for a turn. So the last person to break is, you know, into, into the turn first. It's common sense. But obviously if you, you know, you overshoot it, then you, you fucked everything up. But I learned that, it's a really weird thing, especially when you're a dad. Because to me, if I'm I'm a, I'm a dad, if I'm if I'm racing my son into a turn, I'll probably I'll probably back off because I don't want my son to outrace me and 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 hit a tree or something. And I felt like it was super apparent to my brother and myself, and my brother was probably way younger at the time, that it was a good idea to to not. To not take it too far, because he won't. He'll just go off the fucking side of the road to beat you. But it also may you get used to that, and then it's funny, and then you do it to other people, and then you do it, and then you realize that sometimes you didn't like. I especially when I started racing short course uh, in, in cars, I didn't realize how much later you can break, and it's it's. I thought I already thought that I was breaking late from my my childhood, but when I got into like actual professional racing, those guys break <laughs> way later. But it but it's it's a metaphor. It's a it's a it's a thing that you can take with you for the rest of your life. Kind of like all the lessons that skateboarding taught me. But that lesson of um, beating facing your fear, beating your fear, you know, it's 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 a way to win. You know, you learn how to conquer your fear and then you can get to the job at hand you know, and, and do it to the best of your ability. Why are you so worried? You know, you're worried about this big crash and this pain that's coming. Well, it, that's coming regardless if you have interest in being at the top of the, of the game in, in all, all, all things in life. Just cause even if it's not physical, you can, Mental pain is just as bad as physical pain. Trust me. I mean, we all know right now, right? We all know. It just seems like everybody's losing jobs. You know, I got thousands of messages about people losing their jobs and don't worry, man, you'll be okay on the other side and people getting sick. It's it's out there, you know? It's a, we're all doing it, but I just feel like I've taken a I've taken my fair share of hits in my life and I've reacted in similar ways to uh a lot of them and I I don't think that they were good it was a good angle to to go I you know it poor me knocked down sad and angry yeah, to me that's the little boy that has to, it's once again, I use that anger to conquer my fears and I am less scared of what you have for me. So I don't need anger to rise above all this shit and prevail. I, I need a positive attitude where you believe it. I don't know if any of you have seen the video of um, Yoel Romero, who just got dropped from the UFC, where, you know, before he said, you know, if you believe, you can do anything. In the video where he takes his glasses off and he stares at the camera, you know, and he says, if you believe, you can do anything. This is a guy in his 40s who was in the Olympics for wrestling, uh, went through tons of bullshit in that and probably could have been better. Then is in the UFC in his 40s and probably one of the most feared, probably the most physical, like the, the most impressive physically uh, specimen human being that ever existed. I mean, sure, is he born with natural abilities? Yeah, yeah, but his brain, his willingness to do whatever it takes the belief, the self-belief, 
And your self-belief doesn't come overnight. You can't just wake up and say, from here on out, I believe. I mean, that's not a bad thing to try, but it's practice. You, 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 you practice, practice, practice until you actually achieve this thing that you believed you were going to achieve. Once you can do that, once you've done it one time, now you know it's possible. And I feel like people don't, you can hear it from a lot of people when they say that, but think about what that dude's done on the planet as a human. And he says, if you believe, you can do anything. If you believe, you can do anything. I don't know if you saw that. but So, if you have to pray to believe, pray to believe. I don't care who you're talking to, but you should work on it. You should work on yourself in these times because the positive ones that keep working um, with a positive attitude, no matter how bad things get, those are the ones that'll be left. The you know the ones that'll be left sitting on top of whatever the fuck is left to sit on top of, because there's a lot of shit that's bad out here. A lot of bad stuff that's happening. Right, so on the lighter side of things, I thought I'd tell a story. <sighs> um, from the show from a long time ago that I don't think I've ever told because it was a shocking night in my life. Um, <laughs> so I... <laughs> I wrote it down. I'm like, man, I don't even know if I should say it, but fucking whatever. It's it's only going to be heard by everybody. <laughs> so, as you guys know, if you might not know, I'm a little bi. Uh, yeah, I'm a little fruity, and uh, you know, I, I like trans girls. That was kind of like my thing. I don't want to say gateway, but you know, that was definitely. I do, I do like, I am attracted. You know, I like tattooed girls too, but you know, I like trans girls. What the fuck? <laughs> um, people, people that know me know this. So anyway, I met one through the show, uh, and she was a really nice person, and we clicked, and we, sh- we were like, we should hang out or something, and I think it was like, yeah, we'll hang out, and there was a dinner. I think I might have like took her to dinner and drinks. And then she was like, uh, you know, we could get a hotel. And I was like, what? And it's just a cheap hotel. And I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. Because it seemed like it was kind of on or whatever. And um, this person had like a really thick accent, like really um, like vampire accent. What's that? Like Transylvania or some shit? Sound like that. So it's like, I thought, you know, I mean, I, uh, I'd fuck your part, you know, like it's pretty gnarly stuff. So, you know, we're hanging out, doing stuff, doing things. And this is, um, way before my, uh, um, my you know, backdoor adventures. Oh, man. See what I mean? This is a tough story. <laughs> doesn't make me look good at all. People are going to hate. Well, you won't hate. Whatever. These things, this is the, the craziest. It's a crazy world, you know? And when you're out there trying new things and, and, and up for stuff, crazy things happen, you know? So I think it was more of a, um, you know, lot out of the blue like you know i mean all of a sudden she wanted to do that and i was like what and it kind of worked in worked me into a way where before i knew it that was happening and then uh man how do i i mean i don't know i don't prepare i didn't do any of that and then there was like a little bit of a situation going on in the back of me a bit messy and then um, the vampire lady started saying some stuff about it in a way that was like um, a good thing. 
So that's and then you know and, and so that happened. <laughs> that was really tough. Uh, I felt pretty <laughs> pretty gross, obviously after the shower or whatever. But that is one of those ones where I just it's so humiliating. But it's kind of a part of the game. I feel like I'm grossing people out. But if you do stuff in, with butts, I mean, sometimes that is a part of it, I guess. But, you know, it's like the first time I washed my butt out in front of my wife when she was teaching me. And you put that hose thing up there and you wash your butt out, you know, and something shot out. And to me, I was, that was, I was mortified. I, I, I could not believe that that just happened. And somebody saw it. It was so gross. And I felt so it's kind of like if you accidentally fart with your girlfriend or something. You know, like if you first you're in a couple of dates and you fart, that is very embarrassing. It's a weird thing where, you know, we all pretend that we don't shit. And, and you know, like kind of like you pretend you don't fuck when you're talking to your kids. So it kind of makes it. It's it kind of like it reminds me of when I was younger and guys would make out in front of me if I ever went to gay bars. It would be weird because I hadn't seen it. It was like a weird. I'm like, whoa, it's so weird. You're not used to it. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, um, you know, that game that you know, I wash myself out all the time. That happens. Big deal. But I guess it's what you're used to. So I feel like maybe I'm making people uncomfortable by talking about it. But I, it's just like a thing that happens and people do it. But, it's, but now, if that was to happen now, first of all, <laughs> I don't think that's ever going to go down. But if it did, I, it wouldn't um, bother me as much. It, didn't, it, really, it really stayed in my mind for a, a long time where I, I couldn't I'd think about it and go, oh, oh, I can't, what the fuck? You know? This crazy vampire person like, you know, with that accent, talking you know, about that. <laughs> it's like I didn't agree to, you know, be a part of this poopy vampire play and all of a sudden I'm in, you know, I mean, I'm poopy vampire. I'm in the poopy vampire action getting, <laughs> getting handled. <laughs> so that's who you're listening to right now. That's it. You're enjoying sweet sounds of Jason Ellis. Oh, people are calling me. Oh, God. I can't do that right now. I do a lot of stuff today. So today I'm uh, waiting for the cameras to come in. I think two cam- two more cameras come today. Katie is now going to work for the Jason Ellis show. Uh, wait a minute. Scotto is texting me. Would you love to share the love sh- show? Okay. Ooh. Jim Connor, Travis Pastrana, twenty twenty is out now. Wow. Okay. I guess. Wait. Yeah. No, my podcast will come out today. Okay. Good. Yeah. That's okay. We're out groundbreaking. Oh fuck! I want to watch that. I don't know if I can watch it right now. Fuck you guys, man. I'm gonna do it. Wait. Is it legal? Oh, it's not legal. Fuck. Wait. If I just say stuff. Right? If I turn the audio down. Yeah. This is really ruining what I'm, uh, what it could be, but it says here that he's he's got a car and it's got 800 horse, horsepower, 8,000 RPMs. So that's pretty cool. And he's got a police escort going across a bridge and he's warming up the tires, you guys, with police escorts. He, this uh, Subaru has a lot of plastic on it like a lot i don't know how i you know what it is i, I the gym ca- whoa a hoonigan boat what the fuck is go- a plane there's a little flash of a plane you guys and a little flash of a boat sounds like lancy travis pastrana i will say straight off the bat though the ford mustang of um wait did he just get a te- he got a t- wait he's jumping you guys 
He's just doing huge jumps, you guys. Oh my God, he just jumped. Oh, he's jumping. He jumps a bridge and jumps. A spoiler alert. I guess you guys could Google it, but he doesn't straight off the bat. He just did a 200 foot jump over a boat, over a river. So, and I don't, wait, is he going? And then he does straight into a 180 burnout thing and he's, okay. So his course is what they're trying to say. This is, this is the new track. And so far, Travis is doing, uh, you know, a lot of these burnout things. So, so now I see to understand Travis has, what does Travis bring to the table that um, Ken Block doesn't? And it is giant jumps. Travis doesn't give a shit about um, his spine. Ken Block does. I wonder if Ken Block could have like an ejector seat. I guess that doesn't count. Yeah, so, you know, that's out and you can watch that. I guess I'll... It's probably not that exciting. I'll watch it the, uh, the rest another day. Um, I did watch the Born on the 4th of July, and I've seen that movie several times, but I did learn a lesson. I finally understood that movie. It's weird how they kind of try to make him look old by in, when he gets back from Vietnam. I think they try to make his hair thin in the front, which is really... It's really confusing because they're not, you know, when he comes back from the war, he's he's still like 22. Uh, it's like, anyway, and uh, he, uh, I don't know if you guys remember or you've seen it, but he grows up in a, uh, a nice life, nice family, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of kids and parents, and they don't seem like they have that many issues, sort of like his, his mom thinks that he's destined for greatness. So I guess that gets triggered in, in his mind. He becomes uh, a wrestler in school and his parents are very uh, excited about that. And he is one of the best wrestlers in the state and he goes into a championship. And I don't know if any of you guys saw it, but in the wrestling thing, you know, he's up and, he, it's, and then he loses two straight and it's out. It's over. He lost the championship and his mother is disgusted in him. And it shows, it's sort of a thing where she doesn't say I'm disgusted, but her face does show that she's disgusted. And he sees and knows this. So on his way to thinking greatness is just around the corner, just like mummy said so, in this perfect wholesome life where there's always food on the table and not a worry of a job, he loses this thing and it triggers him to do anything and everything to prove to his mother that he's not a loser. So it's this weird thing where she built him up, but wasn't ready for a loss. And, and she taught him to not also to not be ready for loss. Obviously in the movie, he goes through some shit in the war that is on a scale. It's the highest, you know, you shot, you're paraplegic, you fucking killed women and children, you killed one of your own, you know, the mental, it's, it, it's insane, insanely crushing. I'm, the best of the best would find it difficult to get through that, but a person that has had this kind of upbringing, it's going to be even more difficult. There's going to be roads, there's going to be times where it's going to seem impossible so I didn't even watch the end of it. I just noticed that this trigger and this attitude, you know, it's like stages of grief or something. You know, he had to go through all this stuff. But the levels that he went through, it's, unne it's unnecessary. It's just, I'm just saying, the only reason I'm saying is because of what is happening now. The things that are happening to people that aren't good, it, it's, it's, you know, I mean, if I'm like, oh man, how could they do that to me? I'm just not going to get anywhere with that, you know? Like, I, I'm actually talking to... I'm trying to talk to Sirius right now about uh, having my old stuff back because they didn't... I guess... Because they're probably listening to this or want somebody is because they're not offering me the podcast deal anymore. I never got a phone call. This phone call that was about to happen never happened. So I don't know why that 
is gone or why they haven't got around to making that call. Maybe, like I said, they might think that I've already got a better deal, which I probably do. But <clears throat> I thought to myself on the weekend, they're not going to use any of the Jason Ellis show ever again. It's of no use to them at all. And for whatever reason, which I, I at this point, I really do believe there's, they've, I keep hearing a lot of stories about it's not doing very well and they have to cut corners and they have to pay Howard Stone. As I just found out this morning, I guess he signed another deal. Congratulations to him, man. Like everyone's like, fuck him. Yeah, it should have been near my, like, I don't fucking, it, should it be? Because if you're all really there, if you're all really tr- right, if we're all right, then I shouldn't be there and I shouldn't get that. Because if you're all really there and it's really what it is, what it seems to be, man, sick of pants, sick of channel change, sick of fucking, come on. Well, here we go. In two weeks from now, they'll be up. And you download it. And then everybody on the show makes more than they've ever made. And we were right, they were wrong. My main thing when it comes to all this is I'm not looking to crush them. As a matter of fact, if they give me those archives back, I'd be willing to support them. Because to me, if it's not too much trouble and you're not going to use it, the only reason you wouldn't give it to me is because you want to tell me to go fuck myself. So that's just the end and it's and it's uh that's it's 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 a way for me to figure out I now I will know for sure what is your deal? What what really is your deal you guys with the whole drop of me before Christmas after fucking all these years? Cuz I, I, I and nobody can explain to me any if you give me all the archives yeah sure man why why not thanks for all the years right like if I could take a phone call right now ha, explain give me an argument as to why you wouldn't do that yeah what because I uh I might see I might already be in trouble because a lot of people posting saying they canceled and they can't wait to give me money for my patreon which will be next week um Maybe they were like, man, he's he's triggering people to cancel. Uh, I don't think a retweet or a repost on Instagram of um, other people canceling made other people cancel. I think you firing me was the main culprit for uh, why why people canceled SiriusXM. Uh, and you can't blame me for mentioning it, you know, like, uh, for just, just, just politely disappear for the rest of the days. I got to bring it up and you did do it for whatever reason you did. So if they give it back to me, I don't know how corporate works when it comes to this kind of shit. I don't know if that's like a real, oh, we don't do that. We'd love to, but we just don't do that. Well then fuck me. But even then, even then, if they do that, I still will just do what I have to do here. And if everybody's with me, we're fine. And I don't have to get people back. You know, I've learned that for many years of getting people back because I've prevailed in this, in this mission. There's times where people have fucked me and I have sworn that they will pay for that and then they have paid for that and then i have said i told you motherfucker you would pay for that and then i walked off with that feeling in my in my chest of gotcha versus who fucking cares what you did my my day is my day and i'm gonna go about it you can't I'm not saying just give up and be a bitch. I'm just saying dwelling over other people's um, punishments that they've laid out on you gets you nowhere. You know, the fuel that I've (coughs) 
that I've carried from unfair treatments. Because life is full of unfair treatments. You're you're constantly going to get uh, treated unfairly. It's kind of a weird thing for to for kids to know. You know, you really don't want them to be treated unfairly, and you want to baby them uh, when you really you're not setting them. You're setting them up for uh, a shock, big shock, because your kids are going to get fucked with. Your kids are going to get screwed and lied and cheated. Your kids are going to fall in love, and that person's going to break up with them or cheat. And fuck somebody else. You're going to get fired. You're going to get sick. Your parents are going to die. You know, all these things are going to come that are so hard to believe. And to just analyze it and know that it's there. Accept it. Don't be so scared of it. Everyone's going to go. I think people can say it, but you can't really analyze it. You're not going to be here. You're not going to be able to tell anybody anything one day. And in the end, seems pretty bad right before you go too. Like all these other sickness, hospital, people crying. Fucking right now is a good time to kick ass. You know, call your loved ones. Tell them you love them. Lee, if you're listening, I love you. I got a uh, sick picture on my wall, my new studio. I got my little brother and Lee behind me. Thought it was a good look for the, for the studio. I've always sort of... I don't want to say prayed, but I've always sort of talked to my little brother. I always talk to him through the ocean because I feel like if I'm in the ocean and I'm pointed out to the sea, then maybe it's like directed more towards Australia. Not the best thing planned out, but that's kind of whenever I'm in the ocean, I feel like I can talk to him. And I always felt like, you know, he kind of looked out for me a little bit because, you know, as a pro skateboarder, when that started to end, my brother passed away. You know, there's a big turning point there, and I guess that's... I didn't realize... I didn't say to myself, fuck that, I'm going to kick ass. I just started kicking ass, you know, and and, and having this soul-searching mindset. Jim, really? When I'm getting deep? Oh, no, no. Fuck. Mm. So... Um, yeah, so I think about things in such a deep way, you know, you're talking to your dead brother through the sky in the ocean. It's a lot of pain in that, you know, to, to be triggered to do that every time you're near the ocean by yourself. Um, but it's a fuel, you know, what would he want? What would I want if I was gone and he was here? To never give up, man, ever. And I and I, I know it like I like I know if I was the other way around, what I would think. Just please don't give up, dude. You know, please laugh with your friends. You know, please love some people. Please help some people. Do some good things. You know, in all, and I mean that so sincerely that I know that's what he wants. So it's from when that started, that was very easy to have the motivation to do the radio in a successful manner because I knew that's what he would want. And if you don't do what he would want, and you're shitting on his name, and it's and it's me. I personally want to. It works both ways. But it's one of those things that I guess what I'm trying to say is everybody's going to get fucked over. It's just what you do when you get there, you know. There's there's ways to handle it. And, and as painful as it is, you just fucking handle it, you know. Get it handled in a smart way. When I, when I say handle it, I always say, you know, harden the fuck up. Harden the fuck up works a lot. But, you know, if you're cracking, you got to reach out. You know, that's the thing that I've noticed that's different for me these days because I I will reach out. I will ask for help. I'm not above it. I need help. If I need help, I will ask for it because I don't want to sit in a in a in a in a cloudy life. I I want to 
be happy with my day. And if I need to, you know, ask somebody to help me with a big help and they're like, wow, you're not as self-sufficient as you originally thought. Great. Maybe I'm not. I just really need some help and I'd really appreciate it. Then there's no harm in it. And, and the amount of people that have helped me, you know, I don't need a manager. I've got people that are in management that are helping me for free. I, I got people that are helping me build a studio. I got people that are ready to download. I got ready to ready to, to do the Jason L show. Everybody's on board. You know, anybody that was, that could help in any way has reached out. So, very grateful doing another show. This one goes up. Doing a practice show today, I think. And Kevin's texting me right now. So, hopefully tomorrow, after we do a show, maybe we'll do a Patreon. This week, I really want to try and get a show to you guys. If it's not this week, it's next week, okay? So, remember, tell everybody. Awesome World with Jason Ellis. Tell everybody about the Tullys and Kevin's um, uh, Patreons and all that. If you can afford to be a member of all of them. Um, you know, go on iTunes and write a review. Say, man, hey, well, it was well, good, right? And then there's podcast people go, whoa, getting a lot of write-ups. Maybe we should invest in these guys. And then we get sponsors and 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 then we play the game. We get out there. We do stuff. When this pandemic's over, we start doing live Jason Ellis shows in different venues all across the country, maybe even Canada. That's right, you beady-eyed, oil-drilling bastards. I love you fuckers. Shout out to everybody that downloads this shit and supports us. I really appreciate it. I am working very hard to bring back the Jason Ellis show, so it will be back. We will be on fire. My balls will be huge and on fire and shiny made of gold. Thank you.